Sweet Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. Knowing them as we do, we have to ask the question, why do they find themselves enamored with this trash? Not only that, why do we ourselves root for the problematic woman? We love a good crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with the idea of Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these indulgences? Let's find out. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Sweet Garbage. We're still on our Halloween kick, so we're doing, um, we're still sticking to our thriller slashers from basically every era. So yeah, this week we're going to be doing Fright Night, and we're going to be doing the 1985 and the 2011 version. So yeah, Bailey, do you want to go into a little synopsis? Yeah, so both movies are pretty much similar plot for the most part. So when a nice new neighbor moves in next door, Charlie discovers that he is an ancient vampire who preys on the community. Can he save his neighborhood from the creature with the help of the famous vampire killer, Peter Vincent? So for the longest time, the only one I had seen of these was the 1985 version. And I was just... uh, (laughs) I was just like diehard into that one. So this was actually the first time that I had seen the 2011 version, like pretty much from start to finish. And actually, I have to say, I have an appreciation for that one a little bit more now. Yeah, I had seen neither. So this was my first uh, introduction to the Fright Night movies. And I guess the first one sort of became like a cult classic. Yeah, which, so I guess that that then makes sense for why they would do a remake, even if the film itself doesn't feel anything like the original movie, but it had sort of that potential built-in fan base, so it makes it, you know, a, a little easier for people to maybe get on board with the idea. Right, because in the 2011 version, we'll just kind of start getting into the, like, differences of them. Mm. It's that, um, it you know, it's the same basic premise where, you know, a vampire moves in next door and this teenage boy starts to investigate him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 2011 one veers very differently from the way the 1985 one goes, for sure. Yeah, I think the 1985 one was also trying to go a lot on, like, Chris Sarandon's sex appeal, which works. And it works for the 80s, and vampires in movies in the 80s were, like, very sexy. Like, Lost Boys is sexy. So there's, like, that sort of sexiness to it. Versus the 2011 had, granted, Colin Farrell is incredibly sexy. But as sexy as he is, he wasn't portrayed in that sort of, like, I'm going to seduce everyone type of a vampire the way that, like, Chris Sarandon was a little more. Right. And it was a lot more violent. Like, yes. the kills were, like, the kills were kind of sexy in the 85 one. Because it's like, oh, let me bite your neck after I've just, like, like, I've just passionately kissed you. Yeah. And in this one, it's, like, some gruesome, gruesome. He's just, like, ready to, like, chow down on like people it's yeah. well yeah what happens in this one is that he almost seems like 
he goes into serial killer mode when he yes. um, takes his victims because it's still hot girls that he's like keeping in his house. But like it's in like a very creepy like saw situation where he's like built rooms into the walls and is like yes. keeping the mysterious them- concrete. Yeah. Which, like, if you think about the layout of this house, like, they, they try to explain it away by saying that he um, he does construction. But, like, it's like he builds another little concrete, um, like, compound inside of this house. Like, the house has been built around it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like nobody can hear, like, the screams of these girls. Because apparently his vampire mythology is that he's from, like, what, a tribe of vampires that, like, keeps their, like, prey and sort of, like, feeds off of them for a while and, yeah. like, tortures them. The, the, which the is... snacking kind is what they call Yes, <laughs> yes. They, they like to have snacks every so often. And you're just like, oh, my God. This is horrifying. Yeah, and it's so funny that I feel like in modern vampire stories now, it's like they're very, um, they're trying very hard to get away from the sex aspect of vampirism in a weird way. Because there still is a scene in this one where he kisses this girl, and it's hilariously problematic because she is in high school. We'll get to that later. That one, though, is the seductive one, and it's hilarious because it's very clear that she's 17 years old. But even in the first one, he, like, full-on seduces her, and she's still supposed to be in high school. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they kept that through line. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that, that this vampire's into 17-year-old girls. It's, like, his thing. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, though, is that um, both of these movies were rated R, which I guess I didn't realize that the 2011 one was. Yeah, I mean, I guess I thought it was going to be a PG-13 movie, but then they were saying, um, they were saying fuck in different ways. And I was like, oh, I think this is rated R. So it wasn't even so much the violence. It was just the fact that I noticed they were cursing. Yes, the swear. Yeah, so like the swearing and like the quote unquote, like, sexual content and nudity of the first one is more why it's rated R versus the second one is definitely rated R because of the violence more than anything, really. There's no nudity in it. There's not, like, any of the sex is is way more, it's, like, more bland and, like, watered down. Right. It's definitely for, like, when you bite into that neck, that neck is then, like, spewing blood. Like, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like he breaks their neck while he's biting it. It's weirdly it's, violent. It's insane how it's just like sp- it's like sputters out like it's like a, a like a, a hose. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, that's that's a lot of blood. Yeah. And so in the 2011 version, we find out that like Charlie, you know, he's like kind of a cool kid now and you know he's a cool mm. kid because he's hanging out with dave franco yes and like he's super hot he's like, super hot and super- also just like super <laughs> stereotypical douchey oh yeah he might have my favorite line in the whole movie though at the end yeah well he has some really good really good yeah. singers <laughs> yeah so but yeah he's like hey and then we find out yeah because in the in the original one, like, all the character names are the, the complete same, mm-hmm. including his friend, Evil Ed, who is just f- 
psychotic in like the first one. Yeah, that like kid is typical like, '80s psycho for sure. Yeah, like hopped up on a lot of medication <laughs> is just like woo. And uh, whereas in the 2011 remake, it's Christopher Mintz Plas, and he's pretty much like a McLovin type, like the kind of. Like, the nerdy kid that has been, you know, up until, what, like, a year had been best friends with Anton Yelchin's character. And then it's like, oh, by the way, I'm not friends anymore because, like, this cute girl likes me. And then that means those guys want to hang out with me. And so he's sort of more like a, a dejected character. And he's the first one that, like, understands that, like... People are, like, missing in town. Nobody, yeah. like, notices or cares. I guess it's Vegas. Like, what happens in Vegas? Right. Nobody just cares that, like, these teenagers are missing. Yeah, yeah. And he is actually, he's painted as more of a sympathetic character in this one. Yes. Because, you know, he is the first one to get um, turned into a vampire of, like, the immediate group that we, yes. like, that yes. we actually see. We, we later yeah. find out that a couple of the kills that we had seen were, you know, these people that are going missing. Yeah, I do like that the remake also does that whole, we're going to bring you into the genre immediately, and you're going to know what kind of a movie you're in, which is right. very crucial, versus, like, in the original one, it's him watching, like, the TV show of Peter Vincent while he's making out with the chick from, uh... What was it called? Uh, Married with Children. Yeah. Darcy. Yeah, Darcy. Marcy <laughs> Darcy. Like, well, Because I was like, why does this person look familiar? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh. Right. That's a choice. <laughs> like, um, yeah, because great like, on is, Married with Children, but yeah. I don't really know. But also, too, it is funny because, you know, in the 2011 one, she's very clearly like a hot girl. Yeah, it's like, like the hot, hot popular, popular girl. girl. This is, I mean, they these two in the 1980s, version just seemed like two people going out like yeah there's not a yeah. weird power dynamic which like mm -hmm. they then explore in the 2011 one yeah which is interesting yeah it's just and like she's very like frigid like she's like doesn't want to go all the way and he's he's trying to pressure her a little bit so like that's the opening of the 85 one versus we straight up in the 2011 one, there are people getting murdered by vampires. Yeah, like... Immediately. It's, it's se it seems like we're going to start exactly the way we started, because it opens with the Peter Vincent show. And in the 2011 version, because they live in Vegas, Peter Vincent is more of, like, a Las Vegas, um, like, David Blaine type, or, like, yeah. Dave, uh, David Copperfield, I guess. Yeah, like a... Mu yeah, like a... Uh, he's a magician slash like vampire hunter cultist person yeah but it seems as if like his show has a lot of magical elements and he's at the hard rock which is pretty legit yeah so he seems to be like more of a famous person whereas like the 1985 felt like it was like you know local television yeah it was like the wings world of this town. Yes, <laughs> but exactly. like, for some reason, Charlie Brewster is just really into it still. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, in the 2011 version, it's happening in this just random family's house that show is playing. And then mm -hmm. we see them get brutally murdered by, yes. we don't really know why. We, mm -hmm. well, we all know it's Fright Night, so we know it's a vampire, but we never see that it's a vampire. And it's this kid yes. hiding under the bed, like right next to his like dead dad's body Ugh. and it's like very bloody but 
And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he's, like, trying to get, like, the gun that's under the bed, like, underneath the bed, but it's above him. But then, like, right as he's trying to do that, the bed, like, yanks up, like, by a supernatural force. And, you know, the kid is just, like, yanked away. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, we're in (laughs) this movie. Gotcha. (laughs) This is, this is, this is happening. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, like, I think my, I enjoyed the 2011 more than I did the 1985 one. And it's not that, like, I have an aversion to 80s movies. Like, I fucking love 80s movies. But I think, like, 80s teen, like, dramas, like, teen romances are, like, my jam. Like a, you know, like, Cameron Crowe or a, you know, a John Hughes. That's, like, that's my vibe. Like, this necessarily wasn't. And sometimes when it's not my vibe, I'm, like, more aware of the ridiculousness of the 1980s. Right. Of, like, (laughs) the plots and things. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God, the 80s, that's, that was the time, you know? (laughs) Right. I will say that the 1985 version really does get by on the vibes, though. Like, it just... Oh, yeah. Like... The way everything looks, like the cheesy Peter Vincent set is cool. Mm -hmm. Chris Sarandon is a total babe. But, like, a babe in a way that's, like, definitely the opposite of what Colin Farrell is. Because, like, Colin Farrell is just a straight-up hot dude. Yeah. Whereas there's a sensuality, I think, to uh, a Chris, like, Chris Sarandon's, and he brings in sort of that sensuality of a vampire, whereas as as hot as Colin Farrell is, I have loved Colin Farrell for years, he's on my, like, childhood bedroom wall, <laughs> love him, um, while there is clearly a sexiness to him, you're right, it's very different, there's not, like, a sensuality to him. No. It's not like he has to, like, work angles to like sort of get these women it's just kind of he just kind of stands there and they just like flock to him yeah because he's kind of broody and yeah he seems he seems very like blunt where Mm -hmm. like the chris sarandon one like he seems like someone who's gonna like kiss you on satin sheets and like colin farrell is gonna like bend you over like the back of you know a lawn chair in the backyard and say much about me as a as a woman (laughs) I don't mind it. Hey, my feminism would flatline if he was like, I'm like, hey, which bend over the chair. Because I'm just like, which which one am I attracted to? Coin I toss. know. Straight up coin The toss. problematic one. I really don't think I would prefer one over the other. I could literally. Oh, I definitely would. Toss. Like, Chris Sarandon's a good looking guy, but like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because like my. Like, my growing up, I, like, grew up with Colin Farrell versus, like, not really having grown up with Chris Sarandon. Like, the Sarandon that I grew up with was, you know, his his ex-wife. Yeah. (laughs) Susan, who took his name. As as well she should have, because it's way more lyrical. It's a great stage name. Great. It's it's perfect. I'm glad you didn't change it, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so... I would say, though, for me personally, I don't know. There's just something about Chris Sarandon. But like I said, like, I kind of grew up with him because I watched the first Chucky movie a lot. And I used to watch, um, he was the voice of Jack Skellington. Oh, was he the voice of Jack Skellington? Yeah, he, like, does the actual voice. I don't think he does the singing voice. Singing? He might. That's so cool. Because I do know he sings, but I don't know that he does on that. 
But yeah, no. So what ends up happening is Charlie in the 2011 one, basically Christopher Mintz Platt's, um, is this like, hey, like these people are missing to Charlie, to Anton Yelchin's character, and is like, hey, like help me find this guy. This guy was our friend. Like we were like the three musketeers, basically. Like you changed, did all this, you know, you because why? Because you want to like have sex with this girl. And like basically guilts him into like going and like trying to find their old friend. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'll release all the old videos that we used to make where we were just nerds together. Right. I'm like, that is some like sketch shit. Right? (laughs) It's like, oh, is that like the equivalent of revenge porn? Is that like guys are afraid of looking like dorks? (laughs) Right. Yeah, girls are like, please don't release my sex tape. And guys are like, please don't release me LARPing. Yeah. Because <laughs> clearly one is just as traumatic as the other. Because the other. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they go, they, like, sneak into the kid's house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no sign of Very easily. Yeah. Everybody can just break into homes in Vegas, apparently, very easily. Yeah. Seems like a weird thing. Although I think with Christopher Mintz Platts, they do do the thing where he like he like wiggles in through the dog door. Oh yeah, and then I think at one point Anton Yelchin like he he tries to learn how to pick a lock on like YouTube and can't, and then finds a hide key. Also, why do people have hide keys? Seriously, I'm like, like I'd no. rather just call a locksmith and pay like and just pay the money for them to like break open the lock and replace it. Yeah, than you do to have somebody break into your house at all hours. Right? That's why, like, every bad decision, like in Us, when, like, the doppelgangers, like, know where the Heideki is because they are them. The people. Ugh, so creepy. Oh, man. That movie. I love that movie so much. I love that movie, too. I honestly might like it more than Get Out. I do think it's... um, I think Get Out is probably a better made movie, but I think... um, the stuff behind us is more scary, like, in, like, a nightmare logic sort of way. Yeah. yeah. Like, Get Out is super, like, super tense, so well done. Like, that one's good, but very excited for Jordan Peele's news. But, yeah, Christopher Mintz-Plass and Anthony Elgin break in, and, like, there's no, like, this house is empty. <laughs> like, very clearly either abandoned or something went wrong. Yeah. And... At some a certain point, they do start fighting again about like how Anton is like become like a cool kid and is like not hanging out. And you know he does. Like, it's always funny to me when kids have this like argument, but Anton's like argument is just like, "Hey, like it's time we grow up," you know. And it's like, "What? You're seventeen? No." Yeah, or like. <laughs> The fact that he's like, we were playing like Dungeons and Dragons like six months ago. It's not like we're this separated from like when we were friends. So that yeah. in and of itself is kind of hilarious. Yeah. And it's so it does remind you of like the way things were in high school where like everything felt so dramatic. Oh, of course. I think that's why I love teen dramas. Because yeah. like every moment of this feels like it is the end like, of the world. Yeah. Like you're never going to get out of this situation and your life is forever over. And <laughs> Oh my God. Like how, and I'm like, you're 17. Like, like you're 17. calm down. 
<laughs> yeah. As much as, like, I love that because it's so real. Like, it is true. Like, it's so true. There's a part of it that's, like, I want that one teen movie that's, like, you know, this situation sucks. But, like, it's only up from here. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> or, like, yeah, something where it's, like, where I, like, I wish the kids who are technically, like, the underdogs or whatever know like, and, like, actually know that, like, the popular kids are going to peak. I feel like I've seen something like that, where it was, like, oh, you know. I mean, they, they touch know. on it a little bit in, um, they touch on it a little bit in Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one in a while, but it's a good one. I love that one. That's probably, like, my favorite yeah. teen movie, besides Fast Times. Mm. Like, mm. those two, for me, are tops. Yeah, or I feel like in, um, I feel like Julia Stiles' character in 10 Things I Hate About You kind of had that mentality. Like, she knew that, like, college was where she was going to, like, sort of find her own and understood that, like, these people aren't going to, you know, be great beyond high school. But, I mean, like, that also doesn't always work out. Like, sometimes popular people can go on and continue to have good lives. Like, it's not as if they're always going to peak, but... Well, or, or like, the thing is, you know, they... There's also just, like, a certain thing, like, where there's, like, a girl that used to, like, make... Like, this is just an example about me. Like, there was a girl... We never, like, fought, fought, but we clearly, like, didn't really like each other. And, like, for me, like... I don't know. There's, like, a certain satisfaction knowing that she's been engaged, like, six times, but, like, never married. Oh, yeah. I I know somebody like that. Like, like, we all know somebody like that, for sure. (laughs) And, like, there's a part of you that feels vindicated where it's all like, see, I knew you had a bad personality. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad these men realize it, too. (laughs) But also, too, then I'm, like, then I'm thinking about it. I'm, like, have you kept every single one of your engagement rings? And that's the shit that keeps me up at night for whatever yeah. reason. Right? It's, like, <laughs> three like, in the morning, you just wake up, you're, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ashley, where are those rings? Like, can I can I message you on Facebook about that? Can Is I that have weird? some rings? Yeah, why don't you split them with me? You get four, right? I get three. That seems <laughs> fair. You get more than I do. <laughs> that seems fair. Yeah. It does seem funny, like, all these high school movies we've been watching recently, and I'm just, Mm -hmm. like, getting back into that mentality a little bit. Just, like, a real And I feel like the best part is you don't, as a rule, like them, and I made you watch them. Yeah, that's that's fine. (laughs) I was like, I I know good ones. Yeah, I did really, really like The Edge of Seventeen. Yeah, that one's that one. I think I like that one slightly better than Lady Bird, and I also really like Lady Bird. I have conceded that I think I do like it better than Lady Bird, and yeah. I like Lady Bird a lot. Like I think it's because I'm pretty into it. What I like about Lady Bird is that we focus a lot on the mother daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that's a crucial aspect to you know Lady Bird and who she is and then we get a lot of Lori Metcalf which is fantastic oh, so but it sort of takes away from like the the growing up aspect of things whereas like in the edge of 17 it's like we we know she has a strained relationship with her mother but it's not like the sole focus of the movie whereas like it's like oh no it's me dealing with my own shit 
and trying to better myself more than better this relationship. Because if I better myself, then I better the relationships with everybody involved. Exactly. So I think I think that's what I like a, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Lady Bird is just a bitch. <laughs> and you don't have to be sympathetic at all. And it's not saying that Nadine's not a bitch. But, like, dude, there isn't, like, one thing I like about, like, Lady Bird as a person. <laughs> yeah, no, as a... Like, I would never want to be friends with Lady Bird as a yes. teenager. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Whereas, like, I feel like Nadine is fucking cool, but nobody in her school knows how fucking cool she is. Because she Whereas, like, is so awkward. Yes. And the awkwardness comes through beautifully. But it's like, this bitch has the coolest fucking shoes. I would oh go God. up to her on day her one and be like, outfits. All of I outfits. want your freaking shoes. Can we be best friends so we can just, like, trade shoes? Like, like are you a seven and the- a half? You're on the team. You're recruited. Yes. Do we? Yeah. Do we have the same shoe size? I don't know. I'll stick some shit in it I'll and then we'll it pretend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So like there is the uh, teen aspect of both of these movies because they are about a teenager. But it's like I don't necessarily know if you would consider either of these to be like teen movies. Yeah, not really because the whole like high school thing is really like an afterthought. Yeah. Like, the only thing that I did notice about this one, though, is in the 2011 one, I just was very hyper aware of the fact that, like, when Colin Farrell, you know, seduces Amy, the -hmm. girlfriend, (laughs) it's like, oh my god, Colin Farrell is making out with a 17-year-old. Like, this is canon. Like, maybe they, (laughs) I don't even know if they had a throwaway line about her being 18. I doubt it. And I don't need them to. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, it doesn't matter. I was appropriately creeped out, and I appreciated it. (laughs) That's like when you get these these movies where, like, somebody is younger, and somebody else is clearly older, and then they throw them in this, like, sexual situation, and I'm supposed to both believe they're, like, 17, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's awkward. If So that's why I'm like, a part of me wants my teen movies for them to be like 22. And they kind of look 22. So when they're banging it out, you're like, this is kind of hot. Yeah, It's no, not exactly. creepy because nobody in this that. nobody do. in this situation is 17. <laughs> exactly. And like the thing is, like, yeah, if you're watching something where it like, gets a little steamy with like someone who does look like they're 15 or 16. And yeah. just like with the way things are cast now. When they're not usually that good if they're that young. You're just yes. like, oh, man, what is like, what is this for? Like, it's terrible for acting. And it's also not sexy. And also they look young. So this is like a triple. Like, You're trying to make me here. feel so uncomfortable right now. Yeah. And you are succeeding television or movies. Like, you know. <laughs> right, right. Like, and I'm all for the authenticity of younger actors. That's a big part of why I love Degrassi. But also Degrassi was like a Canadian TV show. Nobody's like banging it out and you're not you're not watching it. Like, you know, Riverdale's like way more sexualized than like anything yeah, it's crazy. Degrassi yeah. ever was. Um so you kind of see them make out like a little bit, but you're like, oh it's cute. They're 15. It's cute. It feels real. So I like I like it and I don't like it. Like I like it if you're not gonna be like deep throating somebody. <laughs> Right. That's where I draw the line. Well, it's funny. It is funny. It's like we're like also too though. Like you think about we talk. We go back to this all the time. The thing with fear. In mm-hmm. fear, she is clearly like a sixteen-year-old, and he's like twenty-two. Yes. And we don't. And like he does look a lot older than her because like 
She looks yeah, very she also young. looks young. She she's looks always young. she still looks young. No, it's crazy. Because I think she may have been like twenty one when yeah. she filmed it. So like she she clearly was of age and then some, but you're still like the way yeah you're right. Looked. Mark Wahlberg looks older. He's supposed like you say he's supposed to be older, like he's supposed to be like twenty two and she's supposed to be sixteen. And you're like, oh, this is like this is like rape. Yeah, it's like okay. This is, and then when it takes yeah. a turn, you're like, "Damn, we did not see those red flags coming." Shit. No, no. <laughs> did I? Did I also be like, "Oh no, this scene on the on the roller coaster is kind of hot." That's, Maybe it is. It is hot. Yeah, but also we I mean, we wrestle with the fact that I find that like the fucking bathroom scene. I find oh that God, hot. Mark Wahlberg in that movie is insanely hot. Like I had somebody like come up to me and be like, "Mark Wahlberg isn't hot," and I'm like, "You didn't see Fear." I was like, if you, I was like, it's fine if you don't think like twenty twenty one Mark Wahlberg is hot, but I'm like nineteen ninety six Mark Wahlberg, oh and then they were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, and then they like saw a clip and they were like, oh damn, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, oh damn is right, like Up yes. Until, I want to say like Boogie Nights, and then after that, like he starts to like to me, he seems like he looks the after that the way he looks now. Yeah. Kind of just like someone's someone's yeah. dad a little bit. Yeah, he sort of just became total dad mode. But uh not dad yeah. bod, but dad mode. No, 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 not dad bod, because that dude wakes up at like four AM. Yeah. They James Corden did a thing where he was like, All right, guys, I'm gonna work out with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so he Never got up. It was so fucking funny, though. I'm not even, like, the biggest James Corden when it comes to, like, all of the... He does have some, like, good hits, though. Like, when he has, like, a like a thing that hits, like, I love carpool karaoke. This thing was utterly hilarious because he's like, I'm getting up. And, and like, he v- literally was, like, videotaping. He's like, it's 4 a.m. <laughs> Why am I awake? And then he got to Mark Wahlberg's and he's like, I gotta be real with you. I might get up at 4 a.m. all the time because I got here in five minutes because there was no trip. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, Mark Wahlberg's insane. The dude wakes up at like 4 a.m. to go work out. I have trouble waking up F for 8.30. Oh, no. I, I do noon, noon, and later. Anything above, anything before that is just like middle of the night, basically, for me. Yeah. Yeah, I need to just start really getting better. I need to go to bed by like 11 a.m. I'm mean, 11 a.m., Jesus Christ. 11 p.m. <laughs> And be like, bitch, your ass is in bed at 11. You're going to get up at like 6.50. You're going to meditate. You're going to eat something. Because I always have this habit. My big problem is I like wake up at the last minute and just go to the gym instead of like waking up and eating. So mm-hmm. I think a big problem is I I was like, I, was like, I think I need fuel. Like I need yeah. something to like fuel me through my workout. So I was like, well, yeah. And I'm also trying to get like- that. Like, those, like, meal replacement drinks or something before you go. Yeah, like, something quick like that. I'm thinking that, too. Like, a quick shake or something. Yeah. You know, because that'll fuel you. It'll give you the protein. You'll get through it. And then after you work out, you can eat your first meal at, like, noon or something, you know? Yeah. Because I'm trying to get that gin gone, bud. That's right. You know? That's Never right. going to happen. Never going to happen. <laughs> like I said, low-waisted jeans with, like, a tight crop top. That's my dream outfit for myself, because I, I was just like, God, I'd look so good. But now, I was just, the fad would be hanging out, and <laughs> nobody needs to see that. Like, you know? Yeah. So I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for the men, but if it gets you extra men, this is a plus. But I want it for myself. I want those abs. <laughs> exactly. See, for me, you could not care less. <laughs> I do just want to be skinny so I can wear overalls without looking like a farmer. That's kind of like... 
my only thing. <laughs> there you go. Overall, seem like a pain in the asshole if you have to pee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's basically like rompers. We do. Yeah, I would wear nothing but rompers or skirts. See, also, like, if I just had a hot ass body, I think I'd just be in nothing but dresses. Because talk about convenience. That's very convenient for mm-hmm. sure. Anyways, <laughs> so body back- positivity. Be in the body you want to be. If you want to change it, like I want to change it, that's cool too. But, exactly. you know, just be comfortable in yourself. That's, yeah, that's me, you know. Anyways, <laughs> back to Fright Night. Fright Night. Body positivity. We're having it. We're having it all today, Yes, guys. <laughs> we're doing everything in this episode. This is going to be the episode that's, like, going to hit, and they're going to be like, these girls should really have their own show. Exactly. Like, yeah, of course. Because we talk about body positivity. We talk about Fright Night. We talk about hot men. What more do you want? What more could you possibly want? <laughs> we, we talk about hot men taking advantage of 17 year old girls like we really hit on this episode. and the way we wrestle with that why do we find that hot we always come back to that because well it was like so we watched the last duel this weekend and like some yes. of that stuff it was like oh my god like yeah like what happens should, like when you find some of like what adam driver does kind of hot that's that's yes. upsetting that's a weird yes. thing to find out about yourself nothing that he does to jody comer i found attractive but like there was another scene where it felt like it was consensual sex but it also may not have been where he's kind of chasing this girl around and you're like oh this is kind of hot if you're 100 percent like into it right but, but then, if you're like, not, the thing is, like, and he even like um, repeats like some of the lines he says in that, yes. in the scene with Jodie Comer, and like you're like, oh, oh shit, like you're like this dude thinks this is fine, like, this, that's really yeah, like that's terrifying. why he thinks that's why he thinks like, oh, of course it wasn't like a rape. That's just like what women yeah. do. Yeah, she wanted it. It's some like you chased so her throughout the entire and, house. Whew. Oh, Awful. anyways. Anyway, yeah. back to Fright Night. <laughs> About back other kind of non-consensual things. Because even though, like, yes. some of the sexy stuff is... Or, not not sexy stuff. Some of the stuff is being done by, like, Colin Farrell, who seems mm-hmm. very sexy. Like, they... The encounters he has with the women are, like, kind of terrifying. Not the one yes. with the girl from high school. Thankfully, no, no, because that one he was trying to, like, be seductive. that felt different. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the mm-hmm. other ones are very much, like, he's, like, cradling the women and they're, like, oh, crying. Yeah. And it's, like, very disturbing. And I'm just like, ugh, she's crying very hard. And he's, he's like, all really up in the neck. neck. Like, yeah. Really in it. Oh, my God. And, like, in, like, in both of them, it's weird how, like, the faces change when they're about to, like, bite. It's not like the teeth just grow. It's like Colin oh. Farrell's face, like, turns into yes. this creature type thing. It, it like, shows you more of, like, oh, he is this, like, ancient vampire. Yeah, and, like, like this is, like, what he looks like. Yeah. When he feasts. And you're like, oh, my God. And, like, is- it does look kind of wolfish, which is... Interesting mm. because in the 1985 version, when um, when Ed finally like turns into like when he gets turned, he gets turned mm-hmm. into more of like a wolf thing. Mm. Like yeah. he's like more like in in this one when uh, yeah, you look like back. Teen Wolf. I felt like the effects felt very Teen Wolfy. Yeah, but then yeah. in like the in the 2011 one, Christopher Mintz Platz just looks. Like a vampire, like they they stuck like he looks like a sexier in. version of Christopher Mintz. Yeah, which is weird because like yeah, he does look like, kind of oh. hot. 
We were both yeah, like, I was is like, he? You think he's like, cute right now? I was like, like, whoa, it was like vampire Christopher Minsplowski. Get it. Get like, it. Shit. Definitely get it for sure. Like, damn. It's like, but yeah, oh, he definitely is on. more of a straight forward vampire than, yeah, yeah. The, the evil was. I also love that nickname, Evil Ed. Right. Because it doesn't really make sense in for him. the 2011 version. Because yeah. he's just like, like, yeah, he's like threatening to like show their like nerd videos, but like, yeah. that's not like an evil. Like, Again, I guess that leads into the dramaticness of it, where it's like, oh, he's evil. He's blackmailing me. Yeah. It's like the worst thing he does in the movie. Evil Ed. Until he turns into a vampire. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh. And when he gets, like, also, it's like he gets turned into a vampire, and then he shows up on, um, he shows up at, like, the penthouse for where, um, Peter Vincent is. And then, of course, Peter Vincent is, like, this dink that has, like, a fucking safe house, safe room and runs into the safe room and doesn't, like, invite Imogen Poots or or Anton Yelchin, like, into said safe room. Oh, yeah, no, room. he just bails. He yes. even leaves, like, his girlfriend out there who he doesn't at that moment re- know is dead. Yeah, he only sees it, like, on the monitor. So, like, he was already not planning on letting her in there. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Christopher Plas like, reaches into the safe room, and then, of course, the safe room door, like, s- literally, like, severs his arm. And I'm like, what did you think was gonna happen? Did you think you, like, a vampire strength that you were gonna, like, stop it with your forearm? Because, like, if you think about it, like, Colin Farrell has super strength. Yeah, I like, guess, he's able but to, I like, still... Because he throws that motorcycle through the... Oh, my God. Through the car, remember? That... Might be my favorite part because even at that moment, like Tony Collette still isn't on board. Like, still she's doesn't like, quite believe that he's a vampire. Yeah, and I'm like, he just flung. Which is what Anton says. Flung. He's just like, Mom, how much? What else do you need? Yeah, he flung a dirt bike into the car. So like, funny. I don't know what more you need. <laughs> and that's the thing is, in this 2011 one, they they he doesn't they don't spend a lot of time. Trying to get um, Charlie to convince everybody that this is happening it's, because yeah. it basically all happens within like a couple of nights. Yeah, and people people like really see like I, at first like Tony Collette's like what is going on? What is going on? And then like he goes into their backyard and starts digging a hole, and she's like, "What is this motherfucker doing in my lawn?" Yeah, because <laughs> like that at kind first like she still doesn't be- like she doesn't believe that he's like a vampire or anything. Yeah. But he, she, she basically like does crazy. decide to listen to her son and that she's not going to let him come into the house. And, yes. like, they will go about this the proper channels and mm-hmm. they can get the, the police involved because Jerry, the vampire, basically mm-hmm. is like, hey, Jerry. I need to talk to you. Your son has been harassing me. He broke into my mm-hmm. house. Can you let me in? Because I don't want to let get in the authorities. So then, of course, Charlie's just like, mom, do not. He can't be let in. He can't be invited in. And which actually that was one of my favorite scenes in the 2011 one is when um, it's right when Anton realizes that Jerry's a vampire Mm -hmm. and like they're like right outside his backyard. Yeah, that was really good. The tension built. Oh, that was crazy. Because like basically Jerry or Colin Farrell is like trying to be invited in. He's like, hey, can I have some beers? For, like, I'm going to have a lady over. Like, I can get you some, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And so, Mm -hmm. 
you know, Charlie's just, like, kind of, like, nervous, but, like, is, like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you beers, and, like, goes inside the house, is, like, going, and, like, has no chill. Like, definitely seems like he knows something's up. Yeah, he, like, drops one of the beers, it, like, shatters, and then Colin Farrell's, like, oh, can I help you? And he's, like, no, no, I got it. I yeah, got yeah, it, I got no, it. No, you know? no, 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 no. You sit right there, so. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the thing is, you see Colin Farrell, like, very specifically not going over the, um... The threshold, the threshold. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, basically, so we fast forward to when he's trying to get into the house with the mom there. And when she's just like, no, no, go get the cops then. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. He goes into the backyard, starts digging. And at first we were like, <laughs> is he about to, like, dig in under the house? Like, can that yeah. help? But what he does like, yeah. is he grabs, like, a gas line and, oh. like, cuts it. And then, like, takes a lighter and, like, sets it on fire so that the whole house explodes. Yes. It's wild. It's so crazy. And he's, like, and he has that line where he's, like, if there's no house, I don't have to be let in. (laughs) It's, like, like, wow, is that really, like, what a a loophole. We never even thought about that. Right? No shit. Well, we just blow up homes. We can just take over all of the people inside. I was like, man, this dude is playing chess, and I've been playing checkers this whole time. This is crazy. Legit. Legit. It's crazy. Um, But, yeah, so there's just, like, I don't know. He's, like, way more crafty Mm -hmm. in the 2011 than he is in the 85 in the 85 he's just like there to suck some blood and he's just vibing man he's just like yeah and he's like, like there for the 80s he's like, trying to like suck on these like hot girls' blood see their boobs yeah. and charlie brewster is being a cop block yeah Fuck you, really charlie that brewster. that's it you know whereas like i feel like there's more diabolicalness going on with like what colin farrell you know, is he trying seems to straight do. up evil Whereas, like, Chris Brandon, like, yeah, seems, like, evil to, like, Charlie. But, like, even Like, Charlie pissed him off. Yeah, yeah. He was being a, he was being a little shit, of course. Yeah. And so, (laughs) he was just like, man, like, you could have been cool and we would have been cool. Whereas, like, yeah, no, Colin Farrell is very predatory. And he does it really well. He plays it, he plays the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, he's he's great. All the acting is really, really solid in the 2011 one. Mm-hmm. But also in, I, I kind of forget, in the 85 one, were there a bunch of kids missing in the 85 one as, like, in the, like, there were in the 2011 I think, one? I think it wasn't, like, a ton of kids. I feel like it might have been the same, like, it was the one thing where it was, like, the one kid's missing. They oh, okay. Sort of a thing. Like, it's not, like, a whole bunch of people. Or like, yeah, or like gone. Which I feel yeah, like because... it probably should have still been that because it did seem suspicious that only that nobody was noticing all these kids missing. So many children. Like are just whereas missing. like in the if if it was still just like one kid that was like kind of a nerd that nobody gave a shit about anyway, no mm-hmm. one's really gonna be asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, like, half of the population is just gone. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, nobody, like, everybody's real chill about it. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, but. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, so. But in the 2011 one, it, it basically ends, I mean, they both kind of end the same way. In the 2011 one, I think it, like, it starts where they basically go back to, like, the David Blaine, like, Peter, Peter, um. His, his, like, penthouse. Yeah. To, like, oh, his fight. penthouse has, like, every vampire thing 
that you could kill vampires with, too. Right. He, like, collects all these vampire artifacts. Right. Actually, no, they don't go there to fight. They just go to, like, I guess, like, touch base with Peter and be like, hey, like, what should we do? Like, we're kind of fucked. Yeah. And, um, basically, the doorbell rings and, like, they say there's a package. And mm-hmm. then, at, like, too late, Evil they're like, it. oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't be getting a package this late at night. But then at that point, it's too late, and then, like, they've let Chris Freeman's plots in, and he's been invited in because of the package. Yeah. Uh-oh. But, like, it's interesting that once a vampire is in, that they mm-hmm. can invite another vampire in. It's like a termite infestation or something. Yeah. That is kind of weird. Because, <laughs> like, once Christopher Freeman's plots is in, he calls up Colin Farrell and is and like, he hey, com- yeah. come on up, they're here. And that's when it kind of yeah. like starts into this fight where then, like, it's the fight between Charlie and Ed. Mm-hmm. And then also then, like, uh, like Charlie and what's his Amy? Charlie and Amy, Amy. against yes. also um, after Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say, like, in this one, in the 2011 one, the fight between Amy, not Amy, between... Um, why am I blanking? Between Charlie and Ed is a little bit more heartfelt because yes, you feel yes, you can feel um, Charlie's remorse, like him being like, "Damn, I was a really bad friend, and now I mm-hmm. have to kill you." <laughs> like this is kind of my fault, but like because he has to do it because he ends up killing him because he ends up killing Ed when Amy start, gets turned. He's trying very all of his with all of his power to just kill Jerry so that he doesn't have Mm -hmm. to kill his girlfriend also. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like in this one, it felt like it was split because they had this really long confrontation. There's this Mm -hmm. like break where then he like steals Amy away where Jerry steals Amy. And then where then Charlie has to like go and like prepare and get ready to like get her back in whatever way he can. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I do like that they both sort of end in the, okay, if you kill, like, the master vampire, that all the other vampires that are, like, still alive, like, obviously he had killed Ed, but the ones that are still, like, undeadish, they can come back they to life. They come back, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. I, I like that, so that's how he gets, you know. Whereas it's, like, interesting because in this one, in the 85 one, you just, it's the, the scene ends where it's, like, Vincent and then Amy and Charlie, and, like, that's it. Whereas in this one, you see all of the other people that he had, like, recently killed, yeah, and they like come Dave back Franco to life. Yeah, Franco is there. So Dave yeah, Franco gets to Franco. come back, not Chris. With his, like, line, he was like, whoa, that was a hell of a night. Something like that, you right. know? Like, it's just like, what happened tonight? <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> Right. And it was great. It was delivered great, uh, delivered so well. But um, yeah, so it's like all these people sort of get their lives back, unfortunately. But does that mean like, see, the question of that, though, is interesting at the same time. So like, since he like killed Ed, Ed dies. But like the family in the beginning, like, did they get to, did they live? Right. I assume they did because we never see them explode. Yeah, yeah. So once, like, you sort of die, then you're, like, dead versus, like, 
okay, if you were turned into a vampire, then you're sort of, like, living as a vampire. And then once we've killed, you know, um, the head vampire, then you all get your, like, mortal lives back. So. Right. Right. Interesting. It's interesting. I like that. I kind of like that. Yeah, no, it's cool. And, I mean, I feel like they do that. They did that in uh, Dracula, too. Mm. Or, no, yeah. maybe they hadn't turned Maybe they hadn't turned into full vampire yet. That's what it was. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Maybe. I don't know. But I do like, I do like that detail because it's like, oh, yeah, no, that gives mm-hmm. me something, not just revenge. It's like, oh, I'm actually trying to, like, do something heroic and, like, save these people's lives. Yes. Yes. But that's what he does. Charlie saves the day. And yeah, he does. He does. And so because he did that, he's able to have sex with his girlfriend. He gets to lose yeah. his virginity. Yay! Also in like this penthouse in Vegas because Peter Vincent's like this cool guy that's like yeah. you guys can in just have sex version, in my house. Just up in Charlie's bed, about to do it. Like it's not even yeah. anything really special. <laughs> yeah, no. And then in the eighty-five one, I'm like, damn, I want to do it in this penthouse, right? Or no, in the 2011 one. Yeah, the yeah. 2011 one. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. yeah. No, there's nothing fun in the 85 one. Yeah, no, they're just like yeah, going he to literally... bed watching Peter Vincent on t- on his shitty yeah. like 1980s on his like local TV. access television. <laughs> versus like this dude literally has his own goddamn Vegas show. Yeah. Like, but in the 1980s yeah. version, so that it it veers off at the end where basically we find out that Ed is still alive. Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah, that but it was he's Ed. Like, um, he's like in that abandoned house now, and it's like you see his uh, red eyes, and he starts like. Oh, okay. Because I wasn't sure like who that was, but yeah, I know Ed. Unfortunately, doesn't get to live in the 2011. Like one. we full on <laughs> see him burst into flames. Yes, yes, yes. He got a stake in the hot. Oh my god! And that's yeah. always such a funny bit in this one too. Is that he's just like you know how many times a stake has been driven into my chest? <laughs> Colin Farrell yeah. says that. And he's like, yeah, it fucking hurts. But, like, they always miss the heart. <laughs> yeah, and they, oh, my God, yeah. And they do, because, like, I remember in the beginning that I actually really like this um, part is Tony Collette is a real estate agent. And she's literally putting in signs into the back of her van. And they literally are, like, a perfect stake. And I said, oh, my God, this is going to come back. So there's yeah, a no. scene, like, you know, the scene after the, uh, you know, the, what is it, the dirt bike gets thrown into the back of the van. <laughs> um, they start, like, fighting in the middle of the st- middle of the road uh, where he kills Chris Sarandon, who makes a yeah, cameo. Yeah, a cameo. <laughs> he, like, rear-ends them, and he's like, what the fuck are you all doing in the middle of this street? And then he just, like, goes to him, turns into weird vampire, and, like, just eats him. Yeah. Um, and then Tony Collette grabs one of the stakes and like, yes, like Jenna said, stabs him, not in the hut. Yeah, <laughs> just like in the again. chest somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and he's like clearly in pain, but is also clearly not going to die. And like we know we know it finally works when like when they do get the heart, they like burst into flame, then like yes. wither away yes. sort of thing. So yes, yes, we did get I kept calling it Chekhov's Chekhov's uh stakes. Steak, yes, yes, yes. Yes, we got Chekhov's steak. Perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. Um. So, in either of these, did you have like a batshit moment from the eighty-five, the twenty eleven, both? I would say in the two thousand eleven one, I would say that whole sequence where like everything all of a sudden, where like Jerry ramps it up to eleven and is like, 
I'm going to have no kill. I'm just going to like set your house oh on fire. God. I'm going to no throw a, a dirt bike into your car and I'm just going <laughs> to just like, and like, and it is funny because like, because Tony Collette still, and the girlfriend Amy still takes so long to get it. It's like, yes. so what do you think is going on right now? You don't think he's a vampire, but you just think he's just some psychotic person trying to yeah. kill you guys now? That's also terrifying. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Oh. I, I'm i I'm scared of both things. Scenarios. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Neither scenario is good, but maybe the first scenario is better, like, or the, the idea of him just being a killer, because, like, you could kill him versus, like, a mythical creature. Now you have to be very precise in your kills. <laughs> yes, very true. Um, in the 1985 version, not really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... It was pretty mundane. Yeah, like, there wasn't yeah. anything crazy that happened. Like, mm. crazy, crazy. Like, I guess, yeah. like, big, like Ed's, like, makeup is funny to me. And, like, yeah, that was very that Teen Wolfy. I got mad Teen Wolf vibes. Yeah. They're like, you know what's popular? Teen Wolf. Let's wolf. make this. Let's make this vampire look. a werewolf. <laughs> We're gonna make him look just like Teen Wolf. And doesn't he like jump through the window ridiculously yeah. at one point? No, he seems. It's like. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, Evil Ed is a vibe in. In that movie. Like, very just, um, like, typical 1980s psycho sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. The 1985 didn't really have... Yeah, like, maybe just Evil Ed as a, as a whole is kind of batshitty. Yeah. Um, but in the second one, I don't necessarily know if it was batshit. I thought it was hilarious. Is that um, one of the first victims that he notices him take is this stripper that lives across the street that he sort of has, like, a little bit of a crush on. So he goes in there, and he goes, and this is what it's revealed that he literally has this, like, bunker that he's built. Yeah. So we see her there, and she's like, Charlie, like, <clears throat> you have to help me, you have to help me. And at this point, I said to Jenna, I'm like, oh, is she not, like, a vampire yet? Like, oh, is this the whole, like, yeah, three bites type thing? Yeah. I was like, oh, interesting. So Charlie is able to, like, get her out. Oh, and man. brings her into the front yard, where she then combusts because it is now morning yes and she is most certainly a vampire no and yeah if there were explodes. any doubts that we had they yeah. were definitely clear we like oh. and it does cut it cuts to colin farrell oh my laughing God, his yes. ass off thinking it's like the funniest thing but he's and eating casually is. eating an apple yeah and then like it cuts <laughs> to then anton yelton looking so <laughs> traumatized yeah. and yeah, disturbed. Like, it's like he like just one like, of those, came like, back from Did war. anybody else see this type thing? Right. Because <laughs> like you wouldn't be able to describe that if you were yeah. the only one who saw that happen. Yeah. Like how would you like, tell she someone burst that into that flames and exploded? Like that's yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. No, well, that maybe was not a bad moment. shitty, but very hilarious. It kind moment. of is because it. I really did not see it coming. So that yeah, I, think I didn't that either. Would, be my moment as well. Yeah. It's it's a good it's a great moment. <laughs> it's a great bit. It's such a great bit. Especially with that reaction of Colin yes. Farrell. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> um where would you say they rate for you on the garbage meter? Um uh yeah, I'd say like the first one's kind of garbage. I know you like it. I I was just like <laughs> it's it's very whatever for me. So, um 
you know, I don't never need to really see it again or anything like that. Yes, Chris Sarandon's sexy, but beyond that, I'm like, yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with the new one. I'd say it's like some sweet garbage. Like, yeah. I had a lot of fun from start to finish. Like, all the characters are really great. So Bringing fun. in, like, David Tennant as, like, the spooky David Blaine type yeah. <laughs> is great. Bringing in, like, a terrifying Colin Farrell is also really great. Because mm-hmm. Colin Farrell has, like, this uh, interest. I-, I love him as an actor, and I think he does a really good job is that he can play kind of innocent and menacing both like really really well yeah, and he can turn you, it on a dime for sure. yeah so i think it works so well for you know jerry the, Jer- also jerry the vampire oh, i love when on. like david tennant's like jerry the vampire oh, jerry <laughs> the vampire interesting like okay jerry the vampire is low-key scary you know yeah no absolutely yeah how about you though where's where it where are they both i know you really Ooh, like the first one yeah i'm gonna put both of these at sweet garbage I still think I like the, I still think I like the first one more, but, but that's just because I grew up with it. It's nostalgia, like, it's of course. It's kind of one of those things, like, you do, I think you do have to see certain things at a certain time in yeah. your life, otherwise, like, it will, like, it will not be a thing for you. Like, yeah, I, this is, yeah. I can't do the Goonies, like, I don't, like, I'm not a Goonies person, but I'm a hook person. I've actually... Never seen all of the Goonies. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I've seen parts yeah. of it, and I'm fine. Yeah. But like, I've seen. Hook I've lived my life without seeing all of the Goonies. But people like give you so much shit. There's like certain movies oh, that no. if you're like, oh no, I haven't seen it, they'll be like, Rawr, and you like movies. I was like, yeah, but I also like know what I like, and guess I don't. What? Like. I also have worn a Goonies T-shirt in my life, so guess what? I'm a fucking poser. I yeah. don't care. It's a cool T-shirt. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like, do you know any of this band? I'd be like, I don't even fucking know who's in this band. This shirt is cool, yeah, no. though. Guess what? <laughs> I've I've heard one Joy Division song. I'm still going to wear the Urban Outfitters t-shirt. Sorry, yeah. I'm basic. The only reason I know Joy Division exists is because of 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> oh, see? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, very not hip when it comes to, like... Which is music and I like I like music, but like I'm also very like oh no I listen oh to... I've never heard of these people yeah I guess they're big like <laughs> exactly it's like listen I have I I know a lot of obscure things about movies about all kinds of movies I need one thing where I can just be like oh I listen to the radio I don't I don't yeah. really seek anything out I do listen to a lot of like eighties pop. But that's probably because yeah. I just, like, grew yeah. up listening to it, and, like, that's what I'm into. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like, I listened to the, for, like, literally the first time on the way to the gym today, I listened to Olivia Rodrigo's new album. Totally slaps. Oh, it's great. But I'm also totally late. And also, the two, like, hits from that album are not even close to the best songs on that album. Oh, it's true. I do love... Um, that happens a lot, because it's yeah. like, you need to, like... You have the poppy songs that are going to be, like, the catchy ones that everybody's going to want to sing. And, but that brings you in to, like, actually listen to the actual art that is your album. And, like, the rest of that album is honestly so much better. And the fact that she did it in her bedroom. Like, let me lay out People in traffic. That do that? I hate them. I was like, how the fuck are you this good at shit? Furious. And she's, like, seven. She's, like, 17 when she did yeah, that. I know. Like, and it's not even like, oh, Billie Eilish and her brother. It's like, no, she just did this. She like, literally by went herself through a breakup and was like, oh, I'm just going to focus my attention on that for a while. I want to know who that dude was because that dude is 
dumb because she just eviscerated you oh, with that whole God. album. I know. <laughs> Embarrassing. Could not could not show my face ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know who it is because you just can't write songs even half. Because, you know, if, like, two artists break up and you have, like, oh, this is, like, X's. Yeah. Like breakup album, and this is Y's breakup album. You know, one of them is just going to be inordinately better than the other. Oh, so I hope course. for this guy's sake that he's not like a right singer songwriter because it's just not going to be as good as what she just did. Right. And the thing is, like, yeah. she's just like she's mostly an actor. She's just like a Disney girl. She was like in Disney stuff because I was just like, who is this person? And then I was like, oh, she's in Disney. I was like, is this album good? And then it was like, oh, it's critically acclaimed. And I was like can't be that good then i listened to it and i was like, like no it's not oh, shit it makes no like, sense it's really like the fu- it's the ted lasso of music this year like yes. it makes yes. no sense why it works so well can't, yeah. and can't you're like, wrap my mind around yeah and then i i looked it up and it was supposed to have been like an ep but then covid hit and she's like well i have all this time so i'm just gonna like make it a full album yeah exactly so talk about like a blessing in disguise (laughs) yeah right covid made her have like a banging like debut album to the point that like you've been invited to the white house and shit now like crazy that's cray because most of those kids from disney they try to do the whole like singer songwriter actor but they usually are shit yeah they fail probably all of the things Yes. Let alone kind of just like, wow, did Disney find like that one diamond in the rough? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she's a good actor or not, but who cares? Like, yeah. you don't need to be. Yeah, you no, just, no, you can just be a, be a pop star. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Not everybody needs to do it all because sometimes you're just not as good. And even if you're like good at. All right. So this is how I'll be like, if you're good at. I'll even throw in dancing. So if you're like good at dancing, you're kind of good at like singer songwriter, but like you're really good at acting. I get really mad because I feel like the other things take away from that one thing you're like really good at. Yeah. You know, or if it was like you're kind of whatever at acting, but like, my God, every time you release music, it's a banger. I'm like, why are you just not releasing music? Right. <laughs> like, well, that's why, like, Pink, Pink never, like, really, like, got into acting. Yeah. She's no, just, she's like, releasing like- banger single after single, and it's yeah. great. I think she was in, like, one movie where it was really? a bunch of bo- a bunch of people in, like, rehab or something. But, oh. like, I, I don't know if she can act. I didn't care to see it because yeah, I'm not, not here for Pink to act. Whereas Mandy Moore kind of just, like, became an actress. Like, sort of, like, she... She focused, like, a ton of attention on the acting game for right. a while. And, I mean, a lot of had to do with, like, how controlling Ryan Adams was, too, as to why she was not releasing music. Yeah. So it wasn't solely on her. But then when she kind of got away with it, like, her latest album was, like, a full folk album, and it's fucking wild. Yeah, that's crazy. You know? So, and she actually recorded it in Massachusetts, too, which is even weirder. Oh. As, like... I was like, why was this recorded here? But anyways, so, yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of can do both. But at the same time, as much as I love Mandy Moore, has she ever been considered? It's not like Lady Gaga or something. Oh, no. You know, where it's like album of the years and this, that. So it's like, yeah, you're you're good at singing, but you've never sort of been. It'd be like if Taylor Swift all of a sudden just gave up being a singer-songwriter and was like, I'm going to focus solely on acting for, like, the next three years. It would be weird as yeah, shit. Like, we would be like, not? We'd be like, I have a suggestion at this point. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Just do that. Just go do what you are amazing at. 
something that I could never do. Like, you know, and just do it to entertain me, please. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, Anyway. guys, so listen to Olivia Rodrigo. It's a great album. It is a fantastic album. Watch the Fright Nights. They're great. (laughs) Watch the Fright Nights as well. Those are great. Um, Yeah. So, again, thank you all for always listening. We really appreciate it. We got our first troll comment on... on, yeah, so thank you for that. It was kind of awesome because the comment was just, uh, it literally said, uh, like, why? Question mark. And it's like, oh, but like, why didn't you make it a better hate comment? Yeah. Or like, like, why not? Like, we're just sitting here. We're not doing it for you. We don't care if people like are listening. We'd love for people to listen, but we like just talking about movies and kind of having like a, a space to do it. And obviously like us getting on tangents and talking about how like, random shit too you know but that's like sort of like it's like a a real conversation and if people like to join in on our conversations we would love to have you we've had we're doing we're gonna have a special episode come out soon where we just had uh we needed to get sort of out of the headspace of halloween so we watched uh the 96 and the 2013 romeo and juliet's and we're gonna Yeah, we're going to have a friend on, and that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. It's just, like, a little special because, like, it's something we wanted to do with, like, a friend. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, so, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Hope you all have a good week. Bye. See ya. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby.